Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. This is your host, Julian, on Enlighten Me. It's been a, it's been a good week, and people, we uh, actually did two podcasts, one video podcast. Shout out to Dale on BET. That's very interesting. I was on the Taylor Port. Um, before we get started, you guys know what it is. Please stop and rate this podcast. It will help me out tremendously. This is actually sponsored by Johnson East. Shout out to y'all. She uh, does project management and site development. So uh, go ahead and shoot me a message if you want to get a hold of her, and um, we'll get you on track to start a business. If you would like to get on the podcast, you can email me at enlightenme at julian at gmail.com, and we can go from there. We're still hitting uh, 122 countries. I think we're on 82 episodes, five-star rating, and uh, yeah, we're cooking. It's, it's been good. God's been good, and I cannot complain, and you guys know what the topic is, but before we get started, my guest, can you please uh, introduce yourself? Absolutely. Um, my name's Rachel, and I am a Florida, I guess I'd call myself local by this point, salon owner, and um <laughs> I'm obsessed with Pekingese, pottery, and anything entrepreneurial. All right, now. Now, thank you for bringing this subject up, actually. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You've been a huge supporting fan, so I, I love to see it. Uh, so imposter syndrome, this is what it is, the definition. The condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high-performing in external, objective ways. Have you ever felt imposter syndrome? So many times. I feel like anytime I've tried something new in my career, anything that felt really big to me, I had a, um, I would consider it like an imposter syndrome moment. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not like a lifestyle, but like a moment where I hardcore was like, who did I think I was? Why did I think I could do this? Um, but like opening my salon, major imposter syndrome moment, um, all the hurdles to get there. Uh, when I educated for the color line that I use, major imposter syndrome moment. That one actually kind of was harder to me. You think that's kind of facilitates with stepping out your comfort zone? Like, who do you think you are to step out and do something differently than what you've been doing? Do you think that's that's what maybe encompasses? You know, I think there's a lot of factors. I think um, it's definitely correlated with confidence, and I'm. I'm one of those people, like, I'm, I'm not an insecure person, especially when it yeah. comes to work. But I think when it comes to maybe support that you get from, like, mentors, leadership in your lifetime, your family dynamic, like, the, um, like, if you haven't gotten a lot of that validation from those people, I think it really can impact you with imposter syndrome later in life. You know, it's interesting. I was doing some research. It says a lot more women, I think 75% of women have thought or been through imposter syndrome. It's, it's, oh. And y'all don't talk about it as much either as men. I think 52% of men actually go through it or say they never experienced it, but 23% say they talk about it. So it's, it's really interesting when from, you know, yeah. the world is like men don't show emotion, but yet they'll embrace something like this and talk about this. So it's really fascinating. That's wild. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, and I think I was talking to a. Oh, go ahead. No, that I just I'm still like kind of 
stunned by that. Like I didn't realize so many men experience it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so, especially in the male-dominated industry. Usually I can see a woman saying like, why am I challenging these men or why am I still in power or why can't I be better than these men? So I completely understand that. But I, I didn't think, yeah, men, so many men would feel that type of way. It's interesting. See, and I, I think for me, um, my career is more female-dominated. Yes. But that can come with cattiness. And um, I always say community over competition all day. I would rather collab than compete with anybody. Um, yeah, and mainly because I'm, I'm really confident in my skill set. I'm confident in my customer service. I, I would rather just build up people around me. But I've worked with women that I really looked up to. They were older, more experienced, had probably done things that I was interested in doing. And that was like the educating for the color line thing. Um, one of the ladies that educated for the brand I worked with made the comment to one of my peers, you know, just some, some comments that weren't supportive, you know, like, oh, she thinks she's going to be somebody. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I did, you know. Yeah, yeah. And now you're yeah. running my parade. Yeah. And so I'm like, crap. Now like, we fight. I going to have to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, stuff like that definitely it takes a, you know, even if you're super confident, somebody you look up to says something like that kind of hits your confidence a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're trying to be like them. If not in par with them, they're downing you. I couldn't understand yeah, that. Absolutely. I think your environment does have a huge, 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 it's paramount actually how the influence that your environment has on you, who you have around. So I understand the not not competing with anybody, but collabing. And I try to tell people that interdependence and things like that, people don't understand mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. But yeah, those and are think, probably the biggest times I've ever had it happen. Anything recently besides um, uh, opening up your salon? Oh, gosh. Uh, so it took me a long time to get fully staffed in my salon because I've been incredibly picky. I feel like anybody I hire represents my brand and everything I've worked really hard to build. So I had a moment, probably, gosh, it's probably been like three or four months ago. And I, <laughs> I feel silly admitting this because I don't know like how much of that was valid or how much, um, so I'm, I'm 20 weeks pregnant right now. And I've now like logical me is like, mm, were you having an imposter syndrome moment or was that hormones? It could go either way. <laughs> um, I quietly <laughs> dealt with it to myself, <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely had a moment where I, I'm now fully staffed, you know, thank God. But I had a moment and poor, my poor husband, he was like, hmm. <laughs> He's like, you talk to somebody. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe I should. I don't know. But really just kind of feeling like, wow, like it's been two and a half years uh, since I've lived in this part of Florida. I opened my salon after living here three months, kind of jumped in, not blind, but really yeah. hit the ground running. And I've just really struggled to find quality employees. I think I think we talked briefly offline that some the work environment these days, I guess the younger generation and I guess maybe some older generation, I think 
the pandemic, COVID just altered everything and more people feel entitled and don't want to work or lazy and things of that nature because they were making money at home. Yeah, I call it fail- failure to launch. That's what I frequently refer to like as because I just, I don't understand the people I've encountered that have so much potential. I mean, I'm talking... I've interviewed people that are so talented, but their customer service and their lack of professionalism are just not worth the liability. I, mean, I had to be there for that. I'd probably be laughing like, yo, this person <laughs> really just said this? Like, <laughs> it's, shit me? Like, what? It's, it's pretty feral. Like, I, I've, I could write a book on some of the interviews I've had in this area. Like, I had a guy come in and he was super confident. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is refreshing. He's eager to work. Um, quickly gave me all the drama on why he was leaving the salon he was at. And when I asked why he was leaving, his response was, well, I'm a bitch. <laughs> and I was he, like, wait, oh. He, he's the bitch? Like, wait, what? Yeah, that's what he said. He's, he, he just randomly, he's like, well, I'm a bitch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Um, would you mind elaborating or... You know, I'm thinking there has to be a logical reason yeah. for him to make that comment. Like, this is an interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm thinking, maybe he doesn't want the job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, went, it went all different directions really quick. <laughs> what was his reason on the side note? What, what did he? I don't even know. Don't it even it got know. so much worse from there. He, he started saying... um, you know, everybody was just jealous because I was busy and they weren't. Sucks to suck. And lots of catty, you know, that's completely not the vibe in my no. salon. Like, yeah. we, we are such a team. We are so eager to, like, help each other out and would never, never, ever talk about each other in that way. Oh, yeah. That's, that's trash. Basuda. Yes. Definitely, definitely trash. Well, I mean, I know that since you are hiring you and you are in the entrepreneur field, that about 84% of entrepreneurs actually feel that too. So mm-hmm. you have a lot working against you with this imposter syndrome, uh, being you know a lady, a woman, and being an entrepreneur, a CEO, a lot, I guess. And it seems like imposter syndrome is stepping out the ordinary and meeting new heights. That's what it seems like. Because it's like, this isn't who I am. So why would I be doing something else that I'm not, if that makes sense? Yeah. You you said something early on that really stuck me too. You mentioned like um like your environment, like growing up. Yes. And I never thought that that made a difference until really diving deep. I'm super pro-therapy. I think everybody, especially the people that don't think they need it, probably would benefit from it at minimum. Like learning how to communicate more effectively or especially if you're in a role of leadership, learning how to like deal with difficult, you know, interactions. Yes. I did not realize how much of like my childhood has completely, uh, you know, I, I tend to have perfectionist tendencies to where like anything less than that feels inadequate, you know, because trying to prove, you know, my, not something I'm, I used to actually have a lot of shame around it, but my dad was incarcerated most of my, you know, growing up. Yes. And my mom worked two jobs, super, you know, like worked at Walmart and like a gas station. She was a hard worker. So I just always felt like I have to super prove myself, you know. 
And that's interesting you say that because there's they said there's three P's or three indicators. And perfectionism is one of them. It says I have to do it perfectly and can't mess it up or else they'll find out or I can't do this. I'll be fired Ooh. or they'll find someone else who can. So it's interesting that you said perfectionism. You hit it right on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what about there's two more? What about this one? Uh, paralysis. I'm stuck because just thinking about doing it and the potential to fall is overwhelming. Hmm. I don't think that one's really affected me. I have a, <laughs> I'd say like one of my better qualities is I really have a why not me kind of mentality. Like <laughs> that's what gets me in the door. But once I'm in the door, that's when the imposter syndrome hits. <laughs> you know, it's that. like, <laughs> I'm like, nobody starts anything a rock star. I'm really. No. Learning to give myself permission to suck. Like anytime I try something new, I'm like, all right, you have a free pass to suck at this, you know, for exactly. a certain amount of time anyway. And everybody has to go through. Nobody, like you said, nobody starts off creme de la creme, top tier, everything. Like Michael Jordan failed thousands of shots, missed thousands of shots. I think he, get, what is it? Somebody's going to hate me for this. He failed, he dropped that as college or something. We're going to leave that one alone. But uh, Michael Jordan yeah. and I, and, <laughs> And Maya Angelou and actually Albert Einstein, they felt imposter syndrome as well, which what? was crazy when I found out. Yep. Albert Einstein couldn't figure out why everybody admired his work. And Maya <sighs> Angelou thought after writing, I think, 11 prestigious books and getting awards that she was like, she wasn't deserving of these awards. Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's pretty intense. Yeah. It's crazy. Huh. And then there, the last, you, said, too. you said what now? There's something to that. I, 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 minds fascinate me, and I'm like, why? Oh, you yeah. Know, I, yeah. I guess I just I look at them. Ah, it's not good to like. We're all just people, but I kind of put them on a pedestal like everybody else does. You know, if you were in the room with Michael Jordan or Maya Angelou or Albert Einstein, I know he's dead, but <laughs> if you were to like be sitting across a table, like you know, it's it's hard to not like put them on a pedestal and be like, wow, like they felt that. Yeah, like Albert Einstein's doing nukes and atoms and things and laws yeah. of physics. It's like, what do you mean, man? You told me that gravity yeah. is real. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, oh my gosh, this is, oh, I shouldn't share this, but I had a coworker years ago that I really, really, really looked up to. And um, she, one day, we worked in salon suites and she worked next door to me. And I knocked on her door as normal. and. Um, she was like super upset and she's kind of choked up. I don't ever see her cry. So I was like really thrown by it. Yeah. And she had went to this badass retreat. It was like a super bougie. I think this, this hair show is like three to $5,000 per person. And you share a tent basically. Um, mm. yeah. And I, I, it's not for long. It's like a few days, but you're around like some of the most like, iconic like you're talking about michael jordan and my angelo and you know like iconic uh people in our industry and when she got back i thought she'd be so pumped and she was like crying because she said it made her feel inadequate like was really battling like yeah and i remember looking at her like like this conversation right now and i was like are you kidding me i look up to you like you've got it girl you've got it like i aspire to be half the hairdresser and businesswoman that you are right now. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. It's just 
crazy. See, I love the human minds too. Like I got these notes. Like if people read my notes, they're like, why are you into that stuff? I'm I just like, I don't know. I like how the human mind <laughs> thinks and why it thinks that way and all that craziness. Um, I think I share a story. I don't know if this is relatively imposter syndrome, but there was a time when I was trying to get promoted in the military. For those who didn't know, I'm in the military. And there's this kid. He just knew the weirdest facts, and he was just so smart. And I was like, man, this kid's there's, – I can't, I can't get promoted. This kid is like the – he's it. Like, he's <laughs> it. And that's the only time I ever felt like, like, I guess, inadequate. Like, I wasn't able to do this. This is probably back in 20 – 17 2016 i was about 26 years old and i was just like he's gonna get it because the way he thinks and the way he the knowledge he knows about the weirdest things he's good and he never got it and then i got it and from then my confidence just boosted i was like well, you can't tell me nothing you, you can't tell me nothing and it's just the fact that i doubted myself so much but when i actually put forth the foot to go into a different realm of knowledge i just i conquered it and it's been since then, I've just been on one. That's pretty cool. Like, that was just the perfect boost you needed. I did. I was just, I was like, there's no, this kid's going to make the next rank. I don't know why I would, but then I made it. Hmm. Turned out all right. I'm doing okay yeah. for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's crazy? There's probably qualities in you that you weren't even seeing, you know, like to boost you ahead of, I, I, did he get promoted too, or was it like a? I don't know how that works. He, he got out actually. He never got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> got out. Oh my gosh! Took a turn. <laughs> Left him in the dust. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> not only did he not make rank, but he, he also got, he's out. Yeah, it, was, it happens. Yeah, it, no, it does. I, I do post on my story, uh, probably once every couple months. It's like you're so focused on your insecurities, while everybody's so intimidated by your confidence and the way you handle yourself and people yeah. say they need that and i'm just like huh yeah that's good i'm glad i can help out but it's true a lot of people yeah. see i'm sure you they're like wow she's phenomenal she's killing the game she has her own business and and oh, the hubby wow. he's like i admire him too he's very intellectual <laughs> he's probably like what yeah he's very intellectual very very i like his track his one track mind of thinking in certain areas of how he explains things so it's interesting oh. so i admire people like that but again <laughs> I don't know that person, how they're feeling with, about themselves. You know what's really funny? I feel like, um, so two things. My, my husband's name's Edward. He is by far the only, he's not the only reason that I'm successful because I would be successful without him. <laughs> but <laughs> I would not be, I don't think, as quickly as I have became successful. Like I opened my salon by the time I was 30 years old. I bought it. It's in my name. Um, and I mean, the whole time I was like hitting hurdle after hurdle, Edward deployed, I think two or three months after I signed on the space I'm in. And there were so many obstacles behind the scene that I'll probably never talk about. <laughs> but, um, every time I'd hit one, you know, I'm not really wanting to burden him cause he's deployed. He wasn't on a dangerous deployment, but I'm just still not trying to like stress him out. And, uh, I can't emphasize enough how important having a supportive spouse is. Like it's, it's mind blowing. Like you can do anything if you have somebody who just like one person that just believes in you that much. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the second thing that's kind of funny. Um, I feel like 
how you were saying how people perceive us. People that don't know me that well, I've I've been told people usually think that I am like wildly confident. And it's so funny because I don't feel like I'm I'm just not an insecure person. But yeah. it's it's not because I hate I hate that when a woman's confident, it's looked at as she's full of herself. Because I'm I'm not. Like I just I don't feel the need to like compare myself with any like how much the girl next to me charges for a haircut or um what her work looks like when it leaves the chair or what she looks like. I don't feel the need to like have everything done. Like I don't I don't want to like compete, you know? Yeah. And I think that the fact that I don't care to compete comes off like almost cocky. Which is mm. kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like it's just funny to me. Yeah. No, you don't come off like that, especially when I no. met you very, very nice. No. But it's different in a salon setting. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Is, <laughs> is it a, is it a is it a friendly competition or is it like yeah. she didn't cut it low enough or is, I don't no. know anything about hair. I don't got no hair. Okay. Not at all. Just um just the difference in like when you meet someone and you connect as like friends or peers, uh it's so different because everybody's guards down. But yeah. I think in a big salon, especially, um, you know, I've worked in big salons, like 15 to 30 girls, and it's, it's just more competitive by, by not nature. Bad. And yeah, and it, it's not, it, it's always just been kind of funny to me because I'm like, you guys are all awesome. I want to be all your friends, you know, except for <laughs> if anybody's mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, I think that just, I don't know. Not not caring about that stuff can come off in in a salon atmosphere specifically, or any, I guess maybe like any specific niche where it's like just work because it's so different showing up as friends and just showing up as yourself. No, it, it is. I don't. Yeah. I bet you it's pretty wild though. That's a lot of people to deal with. Yeah, I don't ever want to do that again. Like I have, <laughs> I have a, a four chair salon, and I love how small it is because it's like family. Oh, it's even better. Yeah, it's it's so nice. And it's so just anybody who walks in immediately feels comfortable. It's really chill. Not like big salon with like 15, 15 to 30 people. It's It gets chaotic. Oh, I bet. A little click start happening, little gang signs and all that crazy. Yeah. crazy <laughs> <out there. laughs> okay, I, I never saw the gang signs, but there was definitely oh. clicks. Definitely. And... I was like, man, you know, I'd I'd come in and I would always be in my own world because I just, like I said, I don't, I don't get involved with that stuff. And you know, I'd be in the break room for a few seconds. I've always thought that like break rooms breed negativity. So if you have time to sit, if you're not eating, it's just better to like get out of the break room because that's where negativity will fester, and you start hearing people complain about every little thing the salon owner does or a coworker does, and it's uber toxic. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, no, I don't need any of that. No, so I run. Like, <laughs> I'll eat. I'm like, hey, how are you? And then I'm out, you know, but it's different. Our, our small spot, there's just, it's, it's family over there. Did any of those girls, or have you known anybody that tell you anything about imposter syndrome? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, I've had I've had so many friends, um, just from me opening up about it a little bit. Uh, close friends I've had here, 
um, you know, just different things that they've done. I have friends, I have a really cool, diverse group of friends, like career wise, doing anything from like mental health backgrounds to being an RN or a traveling nurse, or I've had a lot of army girlfriends, um, just cause where I've lived, you know, I lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina forever. And a lot of the girls I met just happened to be in the army. Okay. So, uh, they all left. So it was really, really sad. I <laughs> get to be their friends and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love her. She's great. And then she'd leave and I'm like, Oh, well that was fun. You know? Uh, but yeah, almost everybody I've ever been friends with, I feel like is, it, it's just, I don't know if like imposter syndrome, sometimes it's not as serious as it sounds. It's just, maybe needing a little bit more validation like career wise or or whatever you know yeah they, they were i was looking up some other stuff they said it's not tied to anxiety depression or self-esteem i said self-esteem yeah but what do you what are your thoughts on those three i, I just think it's maybe maybe because i'm sitting here and i'm like yeah i've experienced it two or three times um they were like really <laughs> big times though you know like educating other seasoned stylists on a brand like ah i don't know just i the whole thing it was just so different than what i was used to yeah um, and defining career wise and then opening the salon and hiring people that are like sometimes older than me and hoping that they can still look up to me and know that I know what I'm doing and I have their best interest. Um, which I think that's just normal for a lot of women too. I feel like when you're young, it depends on the person, but like I remember being a younger stylist and being like, ah, I can't wait till I'm older so I can say I have more experience and people take me more serious. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause no, you know, you, yeah. And I had, I had a more so in my like, early 20s i had a baby face so people are like are you licensed because i'm five foot tall you know they're like are you an adult is your are your parents here and i'm like no i'm 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 an adult i'm licensed i've been doing this a couple of years but you know people just assume you just started yesterday if you you know don't look a little older or more experienced yeah so. no you had a baby face that's good in the long run it is i hope I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were saying that uh, we all go through pluralistic pure, ignorance, doubt ourselves privately, but believe we are alone, thinking that the way, the way, thinking that way since no one talks about their doubts. My notes were trash. <laughs> but I don't know if you got the gist of it. <laughs> I forgot a word in there somewhere. I, I was following a little. So I'm a very avid reader. So if it's not like making sense, my brain can't compute. So it's like, what, what, yeah, what? That's fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a whole different. Uh, cause I study a lot of, um, I guess I could say, effects and like how the brain works and things of that nature. And I, I do believe, of course, just like social media, we don't always portray or show that we are negative. We always put our best foot forward on social media. Most of us, or I say, majority yeah. of us. So I, I will say that that would hinder if somebody doesn't share, hey, I'm going through this or this is what's, oh, like, I'm going through that too. Like, this is what I did. Then, of course, you're going to, you know, hoard that in your in your mind for the next couple of days or weeks or months. And that can cause some type of problem. You're super right about that. 
And I, I think a lot of, I don't know if men are as bad. Maybe you can tell me, but I know a lot of, are they really? Uh, Well, we have outlets. We have, (laughs) I don't like using this whole thing. Uh, We have boxes. It's kind of like that. I guess you could say like, if I do something at work and I get home, I'll just put in that box and then now I'm watching TV. (laughs) That you just hit it on the head. Like, I feel like men can (laughs) compartmentalize where definitely. Yeah. Whereas women, I, most of the time when I can't sleep, it's because <laughs> all my boxes uh, got jumbled up together and I can't sort them out. And I'm like, okay, I'm like making mental lists. You know, it's, it's like that end of the day uh, mental labor, I guess. I'm like, okay, what can I do to fix this problem? And um, just, I don't know. Like all catches up with you. Whereas if I could just put it in one neat, tidy box. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered. They always said men are like waffles, men are like spaghetti. I mean, I guess that's a good example. Maybe I don't. I don't know, but that's what I've heard. It makes sense. I love waffles. So <laughs> Edward loves pancakes. My husband is a pancake fanatic. I'm like, can I get a waffle? Do you have French toast? <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I think like so. Okay, social media. I am so fascinated by social media and how we all portray it. So it's it's not just with work that I feel like a lot of women, for me, when I think of success, I know every person's idea is different. Oh, yeah, and yeah, and for me, like my idea of what success is has changed so much that there's not a photo on social media that could phase me in terms That's of- That's really good. Yeah, but you know, it's like I met this guy at the last hair show I went to. He sat at the, um, he, he was assigned at the same table in a workshop we were doing, and he was bragging about working every single day. He was like, I work Monday through Friday at this salon, and then I hop over to another salon across town and work Saturdays and Sundays. And I work 12 hour days, and I haven't taken a vacation in however many years. And I'm like, ugh, like that is not a flex. Yeah, like, that is not- I just stare at him. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and literally, and all I could think was, I like my idea of success, like for me, work a job I love, um, make enough to make a comfortable living, invest, you know, like um, I think you've when you can have your money make money for you and you're not required to be present for your money to be making money, that's next level. Um, And I want to have a quality of life that I can look back on and not be like, well, I spent a lot of time with my blow dryer, you know, like, (laughs) Oh geez. Yeah. yeah, Like I no, And, And for me, when I was younger, I feel really hypocritical saying this, but I, there's another influencer on Instagram that, preaches this and I really respect her for admitting it because for me to have good work-life boundaries now, I had to not at one point. Like I used to be like that guy working ungodly schedules, like 11 to 12 hour days regularly. And I worked Monday through Saturday for years, but it was because I was young, I could do it. And I was saving up because I didn't want to open my salon going majorly in debt. I was like, yeah. I'm going to have the 20% down for the building. I'm going to have the equipment bought outright. I'm not going to finance it. 
And something that I wish I would have known, so if anybody wants to open a business, one thing I didn't know is your plumbers, your electricians, HVAC, um, if you need one, I opened and needed a new HVAC a month later. All of those kind of contractors do not finance for commercial businesses, only residential. Because oh, wow. most, yeah, so it makes sense when it was explained to me. Cause like I didn't know that. And um, I'm like, well, thank God I saved, you know, but, um, and I've, my credit and saving were like the top priorities for like different milestones I needed to hit for opening. And if I wouldn't have, I would have had a mortgage for a building I couldn't afford to do the the build out on. Because I think uh, they had said the average business, like small business fails within five years. And if it's a oh, yeah. 10 year or, or even a five year financing um, obligation, there's no guarantee your, your business is going to make it. Your house you know, a 15 or 30 year mortgage, you're more likely to get financed for like an HVAC or something like that. Isn't that no, crazy? That, that is crazy. And that makes sense. It's like, why would I, why would yeah. I, somebody do your business? And like, well, you may not make it. So, you know, not gonna be able to pay me if your business doesn't make it, of course. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's so, it makes sense. Like I just, I totally get why they don't finance for, for small businesses. Um, you know, but that's why if you don't have the savings for upfront costs like that, I mean, you can always get a business loan. Yeah. But no, I definitely. just, yeah, I just hate interest. <laughs> so we're, some of the indicators, the eight indicators, I think we've talked about some that you may have experienced was, you just say yay or nay after I say it, please. Mm -hmm. Self-doubt. Um, yay. Savage, sabotaging own success. Nay. Nay. <laughs> Under, undervaluing contributions. Nay. Nay. Low self-esteem. Nay. Fear of failure. That's that's everybody. Yay. Yay. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Nay. For over overworking, you said in the beginning, right? Yes, yeah. Nay accepting recognition for your achievements. Yes. And I can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> So I used to get so uncomfortable when people would ask what I would do. I wouldn't want to say that I own the salon. I wouldn't say I'm a salon owner. I would Really? Yeah. I would just be like, oh, I do hair. People do judge you based upon what you do, your profession. Which yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to tell people I worked at Walmart. I was a stock boy at Walmart. <laughs> don't, like, don't like the lie, but I wanted to see. This was the Why? Early early dating rounds because a lot of women when i was just you know starting to become a little man they're like oh you got <laughs> you got benefits you got bh i'm just like that's always easy you like me girl you know but so i started saying the little walmart thing and that kind of weeded out some of the crazies and kept some of the crazier's and then mm -hmm. i'm at where i'm at right now but but you that is know. so funny <laughs> yeah people are like what's wrong with this guy a lot I, I never heard it go that way i always encountered um before I met my sweet husband. Um, do you ever go to Patty's in North Carolina, Fayetteville? Yeah, yeah, Patty's, yep. Okay, so Patty, Patty, Patty's. When I used to go there more regular than I'm proud of, um, my single days, like I remember there would be like, you know, some guy would come up and he'd be so eager to ask like, what do you do for a living? 
I'm like, oh, I do hair. And the normal question to follow that would be, what do you do? And I, I felt set up because he'd be like, hey, what do you do for a living? I'd be like, oh, I do hair. What do you do? And he'd be like, I can't tell you. And I'm like, oh, you just did. What? <laughs> like, there's <laughs> like three tabs. I mean, that's like if you've lived around the military for a long time, it was like he just wanted me to know he was like a cool guy. Oh. It's like you're not that cool if you're going to, you know. <laughs> Smooth like the pink yeah. panther type of dude, weirdo. Gosh. It was it was yeah. like not not that the pink panther was actually smooth. I would have given him like maybe the like Cheeto Panther. Ooh. But I like Cheetos, Ooh. so not not him. I like Cheetos. <laughs> so, <so> descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I could see that. I've been like, yeah, I can't tell you what I do, but I yeah. you know, I do important things. It's like, okay. It just came off so cringe because I think I have met some incredibly successful people and there's nothing more attractive than than humbleness. Like somebody yeah. who's confident but humble. No, that's hundred percent correct. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Walmart. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, Walmart. Dude, so, I'm, Walmart. And I'm not downing nobody at Walmart. Yeah, I was gonna say somebody's gonna be like, "Well, no, I'm not downing anybody at Walmart." But people, <laughs> women usually in my era, in my dating realm, didn't like a guy who worked at Walmart. Now they're just creepers, and Walmart's mm-hmm. accepting. Even though Walmart pays good, so does <laughs> those McDonald's. Yeah. My my mom worked at Walmart when I was in high school. Yeah, they pay really good. I love. I just miss the smiley face. They don't have the smiley face no more. Or the greeter? They got rid of the greeter. They did. They're cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, people complained that the greeter was being like harassing them. That's that's, that's their job. They greet you and say hello. <laughs> now the woke era canceled that person too. Crazy. <laughs> and you know what's sad? They're usually like little senior citizens that that's probably their only socializing. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know. Kids are like, get grandpa away from me. <laughs> like, what? What do you mean? <sighs> he was nice to me. How dare him? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, Lord. You're going to get me started on the rant. Um, <laughs> what What else do you think for imposter syndrome that you'd like to like cover or speak upon? Or do you think we hit all the, Yee, all the nails in the coffin? It's a couple nails I'd like to put in that coffin. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I took a couple of little baby notes on um, a couple of things that helped me when I'd have like a flicker or a moment of imposter syndrome. And if I could go back and like tell myself what to do in those situations, um, that why not me mentality is life changing. Like when you start feeling like why not me, um, there's a quote and I saw it on Instagram, of course, uh, years ago. And it just like stuck with me. There's always somebody less qualified doing more. True. You know? Yeah. And that pisses me off. <laughs> Cause I'm like, wait, no, like somebody less qualified doing more or what? Um, but in a good way, like it makes me motivated to show up and keep showing up and keep thinking like, why not me? But um, I think if you've ever like if you ever have a moment where you deal with imposter syndrome, and I know you said you really haven't, I think one of the most influential things that I ever did in my life was friending up. And it sounds so funny, but I stopped worrying about hanging out with people that I just thought were fun. And I started making what I consider intentional friendships. And I, I joke about it because I'm like, my goal, I, I am not a loser. And I know that I work hard. I've got my head on straight, but I joke about it. And I was telling my husband, like when I was going through this, I was like, my goal is to be the loser in the group. 
<laughs> and not like, like, I know I'm not a loser, but like jokingly, uh, I want to put myself in rooms with people that are doing way more. And, um, you know, you, you are the company you keep, whether we want to or not. It just. No, it's true. I used to, I used to be like, feel confident with people who weren't doing as much, but then I was like, I'm not getting anything. So then I started, like you said, I started putting my, myself in rooms with people who are doing much more. And I've learned so much, a tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. And usually the people that just want to go out and drink or go to bars, like they're drama. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Yeah. And myself in that. Yeah. I didn't realize how much you guys deal with, like as men, like getting in bar fights and like um, walking in, like um, if you're um, like in Patty's specifically, when I would go there, like there was always like those couple of like instances where you're like, oh my gosh, it's, it's going to be a night, you know, like. Um, cause like I, I go to places that I'm like very like head down, like uh, not head down. That sounds so, I don't know, but drama free and just easy, you know? Yeah. But yeah, men deal with it too. I always forget that girls aren't the only ones. Yeah. We don't speak much upon it. We just deal with it. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then usually the girlfriend or wife or whoever may be like, when did that happen? And you're like, oh, it happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, I think that there's, like, little pockets and, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, men's, like, drama things are, like, definitely so much more low-key than women. Like, I'll hear about, like, men having a falling out, and it's just so just, like, <laughs> just nonchalant. Whereas, like, women will hold a grudge till the day they die. I'm like, oh, God. I <laughs> know. <laughs> Yeah, it is. it's 10 years ago. What's going on? Yeah, like that's sad. That's a lot of like hate to harbor. Yes, yeah, too much. It's just too heavy. And you said, yeah. your, what was your quote again? You said, you said, um, that there's always somebody less qualified doing more. Yes, nice. I think, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I like that. I'll post that uh, on the gram. Yeah, definitely. All right. What, el- what else did you say? You have more notes, or was that? Oh, that was really it. Like just trying okay. to friend up and show up and adapt the why not me mentality. I like that. I'm trying to find my quote. Oh, here it is. Some people see things as they are and ask why. Others dream things that never were and ask why not. Mm, so, I like that. Sure. George Bernard Shaw. And here Very comes cool. the th- here comes the lightning and thunder. Okay. <laughs> yes, crazy up here already. Yeah, it's been falling down out here. Is there anything you'd like to leave our uh, audience with? No, it was a pleasure. I've been listening to your pod for a while and, you know, I've loved hearing the episodes you've had and it was really fun to come on and just chat. I appreciate it. Maybe you can get on and maybe talk to hubby on getting on too sometime. <sighs> He'd be so interesting. <laughs> I, 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 he, I told him that. He's like, no, nobody wants to listen to me. I was like, all right. He's, he's so interesting because unlike me, like Edward, Edward is unapologetically who he is, whereas I... And who I am, but I, I, I do care how it comes out and like if it offends or if it affects anybody. Whereas Edward's like, no, he's like, the grass is green. I'm saying it's green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but you just said it's like doo doo green. Like you can't be like 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 you just you know like, I don't know. Like he's this is all we need him up. on. Yeah, you do. You should definitely get him on because he's <laughs> I'll funny. Talk to him again. Yeah, yeah he doesn't mean to be funny. It's, and it makes me laugh because I'm like, I'm thinking the same thing. Yes, but that's, 
that's why it's so funny because he genuinely doesn't mean to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get him on there. But I, I appreciate you uh, taking time to join me on Enlighten Me. And uh, yeah, we'll have to get you back. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. Of course. And uh, thank you all for listening. Please, again, if you could rate, subscribe, and share, it helped me out tremendously. But that's Enlighten Me. We're signing off. Y'all have a blessed night.